Gather your geek. It's time to head out for our road trip across America that will scare your pants off. Along the way, with your hosts, you'll be setting up camp in some of the scariest places they can find. Discover each episode a cryptid, a haunting, and a strange encounter. Climb a bowl, a cryptid camp, if you're brave. Take it away, Tom. Live from our cryptid camper, I'm Tom, and I'm here with my good friend, Shay, and we'd like to thank you for joining us for Season 3, Episode number 12 of the Scare Your Pants Off, Our American Road Trip. In today's show, we've set up camp in Nebraska. So how are you doing today, Shay? I'm good. I'm good. I feel this episode is going to be very corny, and I'm excited. Uh-huh. <laughs> corny. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, so what's new? You watch, watch anything good recently? So not a, not a lot. My life has been a little bit on the hectic side lately, but something has been brought to my attention that I feel like we need to discuss um, for the people listening. Cause if I'm new to learning this, like in any detail, I, I feel like I can't be the only one. Now I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you to identify a human being for me just cause I want to see where this falls for you. Who is Ed McMahon? Ed McMahon. Well, he originally he was, Johnny Carson's, uh, you know, uh, side guy there, his couch guy, his, his sidekick, essentially. Um, and then he, what was it, like a publisher's clearinghouse or a version of that uh, uh, back in the 80s and I think early 90s, he did those commercials or whatever, so... So I recall seeing on TV Ed McMahon walking up to these people's houses with a gigantic check and the balloons and the cameraman and the publisher's clearinghouse, everything. Apparently, I don't remember that because he never did anything for publisher's clearinghouse. And my my mind is blown absolutely obliterated because i how i remember i obviously this isn't the only mandela effect we've ever talked about but really come on how how is that many people how are that many people recalling it was absolutely publishers clearing out i know it was in my core i know it was but blows my mind yeah, that one, because I, I actually, now that you're saying it, I remember now reading recently about that one and being dumbfounded by it, because I do remember, and I think I saw some weird, somebody was like, yeah, no, it never happened, but he did one time show up at a house with a giant check, but it was not the publisher's clearinghouse, but I I don't even know. That one that one really, I mean, a lot of them really baffle me, this Mandela effects, but I I know I remember that. It was 
because I'm, I'm a little too young for Johnny Carson. Um, you know, like I remember Johnny Carson, obviously, and he was, but like when Johnny was in his heyday, I was not born, you know? So it, I, I wouldn't really remember him from there, but I know, I know I've seen those commercials. I know I have. Same. I have, I have one more again. Also, also blew my mind clear out of my head. Um, when you were younger, did you watch I Love Lucy reruns or anything with your mom or your, or anybody? Oh, yes. I love I Love Lucy. So do you remember when Ricky was like, Lucy, you have some splaining to do? You remember that? Oh, yeah. That didn't happen. Hmm. Never says it. Never one time says it in any episode of I Love Lucy. Never once said that. Does he say something close to it? And that's why we think it? Like, why? Not, not that I could see. I, I don't know. I I don't know why they even, I don't even know why we think it. It's, he could have said something along the lines of like, oh, I need you to explain yourself in, in very Ricky fashion. But never, he, he never says it. He never says it to the magnitude that I'm pretty sure I recall him saying it. Because I felt like it was. It was sort of like a catchphrase. Yeah, it was yeah. like, it was, it was, I, I thought that was, you know, that line when he would say it was an instant laugh for them. You know, I thought they essentially built episodes around him saying that line, you know, because it just got a big laugh. These can be confounding sometimes. <laughs> they really can be, because I, God, I... I loved that show, and I remember that happening. That is crazy. Also, um, upon reading, and this one, this one's not as as bad, but it still it still blows my mind. But I I do this with more than one person. I don't always realize how long it's been since something happened. But uh, do you remember back in 2019 when Neil Armstrong died? Uh, I see. I'm not really on that. Like I, I, I don't know. And uh, uh, I, yeah, I don't know on that one. It was 2012. Really? That he yeah, died. I, that blew my mind because I remember him dying. But 2012 is not when, not in my head where when he died at all. But huh, that is so. Yeah, I don't know. Mandela, they, it just, I don't, you know, I have some kind of theories, but none of them completely work. It's, I, Mandela effect is strange to me. I just don't, I don't get why, just like the whole Shazam Kazam type of thing with Sinbad. It's like, I remember that movie. I remember it. I remember renting that movie with, um my dad and my brother we were at his house it was a saturday we went i remember the video store we went to we, granted it was the one we always went to i remember renting shazam because my brother wanted to see it um and when we handed the guy the movies he goes oh this is that genie one right i remember that i remember him saying that i remember I remember going home and my dad laying out like the chips and salsa or whatever we were eating that day. And, and we popped it in. And I remember a specific scene 
that is not in Kazam, so I'm not confusing the movies, but where the kid in it is in a dumpster for some reason, and and Sinbad takes him out. But like, and I know that's stupid, and it's like a small little scene, but like I remember it being in that movie, and I remember it really well. What's really weird about that is my brother does not remember watching it. Really? And he watched it with me, and there was six years between us. So I, I don't know if it's like a, like like an aging. And I do find most people that do remember the Sinbad movie are somewhere around yours and my age. And it's it just blows my that one might blow my mind more than almost any other one because I I'm telling you right now I can see it and and a lot of people excuse it like well can you name anyone else in the movie other than Sinbad? No, I can't. But I also can't name anybody else in the movie other than Shaq with Kazam. So. Yeah. It doesn't say anything. Well, exactly. I name a number of movies, and I only know one person in them. So it's it's yeah. That's not a. I don't think that's a very valid argument from people. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I remember that. I, I I remember watching it with my brother. who was two years younger. Um, yeah, so strange. I just so bizarre. Huh. Um, yeah. So, uh, have you watched Class of 09? I'm not done with it yet. I honestly keep forgetting about it, and I'm intrigued by it, but I keep forgetting about it between Silo and Cruel Summer. I, I literally just keep forgetting it exists. I, <laughs> I, do, I do intend on watching the rest of it. I watched, I think, the first couple episodes, and it's, like, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm totally intrigued, but I don't know why it just flies right out of my mind when I sit down for a couple minutes to actually watch TV, but I get that. That was happening to me with Silo. I would just forget and then I'd be like, oh yeah, and like go on and have to watch two or three episodes to catch up just because I would forget about it. But it, it, like uh so it just finished the season and probably the show because it's just a mini series unless they kinda I mean, they possibly, this last episode, uh, I mean, they could set up another season or anything, but I know it was, I think, designed to be one season. I'll tell you, I feel like it ended very abruptly. It was cool, everything, you sort of, I, I feel like you could have drawn this this series out for even a couple seasons, even just with the the, the basic, you know, the stories that they were going with, and uh a little disappointed by the end. It just felt like everything got tied up nice and neat, and you know you got answers to everything. And I, I feel like they just uh, didn't explore it enough. I don't know. I was a little disappointed. I watched that episode, uh, the the finale yesterday, and I was a little little bummed out by it. That's intriguing. That's yeah. I. It's intriguing that they would end it that abruptly. And, and, and like you said, miniseries aren't generally multiple. Hopefully it is multiple seasons because maybe they're going to surprise us or they didn't realize maybe how how well liked the show would be. So they weren't intending another season, but maybe they'll get picked up for it, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I just, I was, and, and maybe it was just me, but I just felt like it was, I feel like they really could have you know, drawing this out a little more, but they definitely like the final sort of scene. It, if they want, they could do, you know, another season of something. So anyway, uh, right. Uh, I think 
you have a cryptid this week. Time for the cryptid. I do. So, <laughs> Nebraska, come on, people. So this is this is my problem with Nebraska, and I and I have nothing actually truly against Nebraska. But what I'm finding here is people are like, "Oh my God, I saw this thing." No, just kidding. Oh my God, I saw this creature. No, just kidding. Stop saying we're just kidding. Own it. If you've seen it, own it. And, and just and hold on to it. And, and don't and stop saying you lied about it if you didn't. And if you did, stop lying about it. <laughs> but it's, it's fine. Um, so I actually had a really, really hard time finding a cryptid that wasn't almost immediately called a hoax by the person reporting it. Now, if it's someone else calling it a hoax, I don't care. I'm going to talk about it. But if it's the person making the claim calling it a hoax, it hurts the yeah. story a little. So I decided <laughs> after much research, I'm going to land in Omaha, Nebraska today, and my cryptid is going to be Peyton Manning. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Omaha? <laughs> no. Um, if, if by some weird chance Peyton Min is listening to this <laughs> we love you we don't mean this offensively you're not really a cryptid although you're a little strange and you're really fun to watch though so uh keep being silly and yeah Brady's I didn't know we were gonna get into this so I'm listen sorry, first Peyton. of all just kidding Peyton. <laughs> a couple reasons that you're wrong now, <laughs> skill-wise, okay, I Tom Brady, obviously, a little bit. Not a lot. Not as much as all of you crazy-ass New England fans seem to think he has in skill. I will say he is somewhat better. Obviously, he has some longevity, um, but he's a traitor. <laughs> and he's a liar. And he's all around crappy so tom brady can go suck an egg and i love you bait manning and wow. i know that i will now be kicked out of new england for that and i apologize but it's fine i you know i get it i understand that it's an unpopular opinion and i'm sure i have many of them i love the patriots i love numerous patriots that are no longer on the team Edelman, one of my favorite football players of all time, because he's just so quirky and he's fun and he's spunky and he's just like the little guy, just like Dustin Pedroia from the Red Sox. I mean, spunky little. I I I love our players and I love our teams. Tom Brady, and second egg. But anyway, <laughs> now that we've sidetracked a little, I'm going to talk today about the Hummel Park albino cannibals. Have you heard about them? I have not. No, no, I have not. So last week, your cryptid was a giant cannibal. So I thought it was kind of cool that mine mine happened to be a cannibal this week too. Yeah. Mm. This place take this takes place in Hummel Park, Omaha, Nebraska, and legends say as early as 1966. 66. Sorry, 1966. They describe a community of albino cannibals that live either within Hummel Park or just outside of the park in some secret farm, which is really intriguing. That almost feels a little uh, like Texas 
chainsaw kind of you know what i mean like that yeah um yeah now right now Hummel park covers 202 acres in omaha nebraska the park itself is full of legends uh crime haunts and through everything the albino cannibals seem to be the one of the only ones if not the only one that hasn't been proven a hoax or hasn't become out as a hoax it's the only one that people are not debunking yeah now it says that they come out after dark to avoid the sun i feel that i would only come out in the dark if given the option um and they creep up and attack anyone in the park after dark and eat them okay well there's a reason most most parks are closed after dark so <laughs> if you're there and you're getting not our fault not the not the cannibals fault it's your fault you're there after closing so <laughs> some legends claim that they came from the aboriginal tribe and it was attempted to tame them and use them in an, in a zoo exhibit that's messed up first come on <laughs> other legends mm-hmm. say that it could be a misunderstood religious group or a legend that even came from the Ozarks. So interesting. Now, the legends of the albino cannibals were reported in as early as 1966 in the Omaha World Herald. So it was actually reported in the newspaper. Uh, there are no firsthand official accounts but most people in Nebraska know someone who saw something or know someone who knows someone who saw something. And again, there's no firsthand accounts, but everybody knows someone who had a firsthand account. So it's, it's intriguing. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's what I got. Very cool. Sorry. I was taking just, just writing some little notes there and stuff. I love it. It's uh, a short one, but it's first of all, albino cannibal awesome just like um did you see did you happen and maybe i missed it if you did say it and i apologize if you did um did they mention like how tall or their size or anything so it's the only accounts i see it it seems like they just might be like like average people size but i haven't seen anything saying that they're overly small or overly big nothing like super abnormal about that part of them the only reason I asked is just because it's called Hummel Park. So then I have Hummel in my head. And so I, part of me is picturing them as little Hummels, but they're, they're cannibals that attack at night. So it's this bizarre kind of cute thing in my brain, but also terrifying because it's a big group of them that just come and attack you and just eat you alive. So, so now that's what I think. That's exactly what I see. <laughs> And that'll be forever it. So yeah, that's there in my head. That's what they are. <laughs> um, it's really funny how uh, in the state it's like people claim to see something and then just be like, "No, nah, I was lying." Like just telling on themselves right away afterwards is is a very bizarre, bizarre thing. Uh, but I love it. Um, what else? Oh, the fact that it was reported in the paper. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, do you know what year that was when it was reported in the paper? Or 1966. So, yeah, and this isn't even, like, 
you know, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, stuff like that was common because it was just like anything was news and there wasn't really checks and just, you know, you'd see some wild ass stories. So, but 1966, there's, you know, it's, there is, you know, uh, journalism is respectable and all this stuff and there's checks and balances. So that's really, really interesting that, um, that it, it was printed in the paper in 1966. Um, and I loved your point, uh, <laughs> don't go into parks after dark. They all have signs. Every, almost every single park says, has a sign up on, on, on all their entrances that's a park that's closed after dark or do not enter park after dark. Don't do it. You might be killed by a homo albino cannibal. I mean, <laughs> I can't not think of them as Hummels now. So, uh, but yeah, no, great choice. I loved it. It was uh, very interesting. I love that sort of, I, it happens kind of often where it's like, I'll talk about something or you'll talk about something. Then the ne the following episode, it's something even si it's similar. And it's like, and it's not planned in any which way or anything. So I always find that really cool. So great choice. Yep. Great choice. Thank you. Time for the hunt. Well, I have the haunting, and Nebraska was a cool state, and they got lots of haunts. You know, you got your hotels, your cemeteries, and, uh, you know, theaters, and your standard uh, places that are haunted. I went with what I had never heard of. You may have or may not. Have you heard of Seven Sisters Road? I have, that's a lot of sisters, or that's actually how many sisters he had, but no, I've, I've never heard of that before. It's, uh, it, you know, it's a great story, and the reason uh, is, the, and that's the reason I picked it, because of the story behind it, or the legend behind it. So, Seven Sisters Road, located in southeast Nebraska in Oto County, which is southeast of Nebraska City, um, and it's an old path known locally as Seven Sisters Road, but, but nowadays it is officially called Road L or L Street. It varied on the source that I was, you know, using it for re research. So Road L or L Street. Seven Sisters Road gets its moniker from a brutal and sad urban legend. Or is it a legend? We'll let you decide here. So the legend states that in the late 1800s, a young man got into an extremely bad argument with his seven sisters. Some versions of the tale say it was actually the girl's father and not their brother. Anyways, the heated exchange led the angry man to devise a devious plot. So later that evening, he went for a walk in the woods shortly before uh he went for a walk in the woods shortly before his parents would go out to a friend's house in the alternate version the father went for a walk shortly before his wife was to go to a neighbor's to play cards either way he would stay or hide in the woods until he was sure that they were gone he then either enticed or forced each of the sisters from the house one by one. 
he would lead them to the top of each of the seven nearby hills and hang each one of them from a tree on each hill until they were dead. I could not find any info on how he enticed each of, the, each of them out of the house or what he said to get them to follow or accompany him up each hill. But it is believed he knocked them unconscious with a rock or handle or the handle side of an axe before stringing them up on each train. It is not known what happened. It is not known what happened to the brother or father afterwards, or how the parents reacted to the deaths. Many believe he blame. Uh, many believe that either the father or the brother blamed it on a handsome grifter that was passing through town at the time. Supposedly, this grifter used his good looks and silver tongue to entice these young women into going for a walk. But we know this is not true because we know that it was either the brother or the father. Regardless, no one knows what actually happened to their bodies as well. Some say the police and parents cut them down and buried them in a family plot on the family farm. But this is not confirmed. Anyways, there's not much more or much else on this story. But in the years since the murders, Road L or L Street was constructed through the rolling hills in the area. All the hanging trees have been chopped, and really, there are only four hills left, as the others were leveled for the uh, road and ensuing homes. So, not much more to the story, but I want to get into some of the haunts, because some of these really are creepy, and, you know, we get a lot of the standards and stuff, but some of these aren't too standard, which I, uh, I thought was kind of cool. So... People have claimed to see the restless spirits of the sisters, which, you know, makes sense. We would assume that one. Uh, people have heard women's blood-curdling screams for help. Uh, some have heard bells ringing that seemed to come from a nearby private cemetery. And again, it was believed that they were maybe buried in the family's private cemetery. Uh, people have claimed to have feelings of anxiety and dread when driving through the area. And many have reported various problems with their cars and some uh, like headlights mysteriously dimming or going out completely, the speedometer is freezing, windows that roll up and down on their own, cars stalling, um, and even sometimes completely dying and the battery is completely drained. Some have um, claimed to see shadowy figures in the darkness, hear voices and muffled whispers, sudden wind changes, which was one of them, which I don't know if that's particularly a haunt. Um, sounds like weather to me, sudden wind change, but maybe if it's too sudden, I, I, didn't, I didn't really get that one, but maybe. And most creepy of all, in my opinion, some have seen claim to see red eyes in the darkness that appear to be watching and following them. And that is Seven Sisters Road. 
Okay, so I, I I have a lot of things. Uh, maybe not a lot of things, but I have I have things, and this was this was the hunt. But it it feels I it's a great hunt. It was a great pick. But there's something odd about it. There's something. It feels like there's a, there's an eeriness that aren't that isn't in your standard haunt. Not your standard murder house or your standard inn or saloon or or anything. There's there's an eeriness here, and I'm I'm gonna put logic to it. I'm gonna explain where my eeriness comes from. So you have seven sisters. Did it say an age there? I didn't say an age on them. I'm assuming they're probably pretty close. Usually, when you have that many kids, it's it's uh, there's not a huge, um, you know, uh age i mean maybe from number one to number seven or eight or whatever but they're, usually they're pretty close in between but i don't know i, I can't be a hundred percent on that okay so but that's besides the point anyways but so you have seven sisters living in the same house and you they expect us to believe that they managed to lure them out of the house one at a time that's not how that works if, I, I know, I know. I mean, I grew up with two little brothers, and if one of them is going out of the house to, you know, being lured by whatever, if I'm awake and I'm aware, I'm going with them. That's what you do. That's what siblings do. And I, not so much me, but I know a lot of females can't even go to the bathroom alone. So how, how do you expect me to believe you're pulling one sister at a time out of the house? That's that's the first thing that set off is like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that, that there's something amiss there. And how big would that, if it were possible, that would have to be a giant house. Cause you would have to assume that they were in separate rooms or something. If you're able to lure them out. So that would be an exceptionally large house. <laughs> so. so now it said that this, ha this is happening at night, correct? Yes. Now, even if they're sleeping, Again, like you said, it's either a gigantic house or some of them are sharing a room, which is highly likely that some of them are sharing a room. And you're not going to get all seven of them to sneak past the other six or the other five or however many's left at that point without waking anybody. Seven girls later, someone's waking up. That's just what's happening. Now, I feel like if the mother was out, it probably wasn't super duper late. So I also find it a little hard to believe that if they were sleeping, that they were in any form of a deep sleep because it wouldn't have really been that late, would it have? But no, it, I don't. It was night and dark, but I don't think it was late because in because the various versions, it's either the husband and wife are going to a friend's house or it's the wife going to a friend's to play cards. So it can't be that late. I would assume it's probably like, you know, 6, 7 p.m., the latest, maybe. I agree. Now, on top of that, you not only got all seven of the girls out, past the other ones without anyone following one girl at a time, and you hung them one at a time with no problems, no effort issues, no n not getting caught or stopped or anything. That again, my red flags are up. I'm I'm having an issue here. So here's 
here's it's and understand that this is far out of left field and it's probably because i'm an absurd horror fan and i love horror movies or anything like that but this has very shadow people or um like uh, you ever heard of like hat man or, or honestly something akin to almost like a freddy krueger okay I I know <laughs> I know this is super out of left field, but now a lot of so Hatman originated it was like Benadryl paralysis or uh, Benadryl overdose or um, sleep paralysis or or whatnot, and it's when your body can't move and it's in a state of sleep, which is scary enough, whatever. But when you tie that into like a shadow people origin, you have you have mind manipulation, honestly, almost akin to like like a Slenderman lore, if you think about it. It's you have the ability to lore. Uh, you so it would be able to be done telepathically. So you're not going to hear someone going in and be like, "Hey, come out here, follow me." It's going to be all in their mind, which could make it a little bit easier to get one sister past the other ones. Now they're all hung and will like. I, I didn't hear you say anything like about like a struggle or an issue or anything like that. And on top of it, the father or brother, whichever it was, also went missing. Correct? Um, no, no, they were uh, they they didn't go. They were after they were all done. I believe they were back at the house, according to the legend. So I I misheard that. Okay. Um, now, so to lead all of them out one at a time without the other ones hearing it, there has to be some sort of a telepathy or something that they're not going to follow because you, you're going to follow. Even if you're fighting with your six other sisters, if you're leaving the house, going somewhere odd or strange or you know, pursuing something that's maybe a little off, they're going to go with you. So I feel like there has to have been some sort of telepathy, something alternatively paranormal before the haunt even occurred. I... I feel like there has to have been some form of an entity that maybe enticed them outside silently to get them outside one at a time. I love it. I think that's a great theory. So just to, um, when it, it, it is said that either if it were, it's going back just to the original, if it were the brother or the father that he, they, it believed that they knocked them out before hanging them. And that's why there might not have been a fight, at least for that. But um, it still doesn't make sense because you either have to really knock somebody out for them, not wake up if you're stringing, stringing them up. So that would be a much, um, you know, pretty difficult. Now, I love your theory. I, I love that theory. Um, just playing devil's advocate or going back to the original if it were the brother or the father and originally when i'm researching it i am thinking more oh the brother makes more sense but just saying if it was if there wasn't telepathy which i think is pro or something like that hagman whatever it is i think that's a better theory than this but now after hearing what you had said it would make more sense to me if it were the father and not the brother because a father could get girls to come out one especially late 1800 you know kids respectful of their parents 
it, it would be more feasible for him to get them out one by one by just saying, okay, I'm taking, you know, if they did wake up, I'm taking your sister. I'll be back for you. You wait here. You don't, you know what I mean? Not saying that's what happened, but it would be, it's just funny because originally I was thinking the brother made more sense, but if it were one of those two, I think the father makes more sense now that it brought up uh, all the points that you, you had made. But I think that what you had just said with the telepathy, something like that, makes a lot more sense because yeah there are holes in the story there definitely are you know to, to lure seven out individually and not be caught and, and not nobody's to see anything at this point and um so i really like that theory of that i i think that was really really cool thank you very cool very interesting story, all in all. I, that's uh, I, I, it's, uh, usually I don't really pick ones that are technically m maybe urban legends, but I really like the story on this one. So, cool, cool. <sighs> we got anything else on the haunting? I don't think so. All right. Well, you have a strange encounter this week. Time for the strange encounter. I do. So, um, there is no name for the one that I'm going to talk about. So I'm literally just going to name it the Tower Cam UFO because I I don't know what else to call it, and there is no um, there is no actual name for it. So have you heard anything about any sort of a Tower Cam strange encounter in Nebraska? No, I have not. Okay, so in 2013, on the 6 a.m. news in Lincoln, Nebraska a meteorologist pointed out a triangular green object in the sky that was visible through their station's tower camera. This is a news station's camera. Yes, I know there can be camera issues, but bear with me. I'm getting there. Now, this lasted for 45 minutes. And at first, and only at first, he thought maybe it was a star because there was like a, like a glare to it, kind of. But he didn't think that for super long. Now, like I said, this is a 45-minute sighting. It was also caught by other people using different cameras who were viewers of the show, and it sounded to me like some people like submitted the video. Um, so that debunks any possible camera issue because you have multiple cameras now filming this on top of the news camera, <laughs> like the news setup camera on live TV. So um on top of it, a few hours earlier to this sighting in Nebraska, there was a similar object seen by people uh, in Missouri. Same day. So mm. kind of interesting. Yep. Um, now, like I said, it's a short one, but it's a super interesting one, a super interesting one because it's it literally involves live TV and a news camera. But for anybody who's a little bit concerned, rest assured because a physics professor from the university of nebraska has given us his solid guarantee that ufos don't exist so you know if he says it it must be true <laughs> anyways be. you know right exactly um but that's what i have for the strange encounter and i absolutely love it because it's it's on the news yeah, that's awesome. That doesn't happen. I've heard of, you know, like it popping up, you know, 
people who are for the weather st stations and you know do weather they popping up stuff popping up on their screens but to pop up on the actual news that's unbelievable that's awesome i i um yeah i love it and then like you said there's other people that caught it on their own personal cameras or whatever it was um you know probably 2013 so it was probably a phone an iphone or something like that um mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that, it can't just be some anomalous sort of blob that, you know, whatever that just popped up on the screen, some sort of error, some sort of glitch. And, and if other people are catching it, 45 minutes, it, it's, you don't get that a lot where there's, there is, you know, it's over the course, course of a a long period of time. I had one the other week that was in Michigan that was, you know, over the course of the hour, I think. And then there was a couple other ones, you know, you have the Phoenix light that was a few hours and we've had a few, but a lot of them, it's just like a street through the sky, you know, second, you know, it's, uh, you know, people see it for a few seconds at most. So 45 minutes, that's really cool. And the fact that something similar was seen in Missouri, which is not, you know, we know is not too, too far from Nebraska. I mean, it's not, you know, right next to it, but it's close. And uh, so, yeah, no, I think it's, I, I, I really liked it. And the, the triangular green, interesting. I, but I have seen what quite a few recently, um, that describe a triangular shift. You know, a lot of times we see the disc study, but more recently I've seen quite a few with triangular or or they, they say triangular or pyramid shaped in, in quite a few. So I found that really interesting too, um, just because it coincides with some others. Um, yeah, great choice. Great, I, 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 that was uh, really, really good choice. Thank you. It's, I'm reminded of something as you're talking about the other the other shapes of like the um, different UFOs that have been spotted or whatever. And I'm good. I want to go back real quick to I believe it was our very first episode ever of Scare Your Pants Off. It was our first leg of the American road trip. I believe we're in Massachusetts. And do you remember? I know you said disc shaped, but do yeah. you recall? <laughs> it sounded absolutely like you said it was a dick shaped. And yes. I, that was the first time very quickly into the first episode in which everyone saw how big of a child I am, but I was, <laughs> <laughs> we kept it in the recording because I feel like that is one of my, one of my favorite things that have been misheard because I know you didn't miss say it, but misheard on the show is when you said there was a dick shaped object in the sky and I, and I almost lost it, but I was reminded of that because you were talking about the different well, shapes of the UFOs. Well, having listened to that episode numerous times now, um, I, it definitely, definitely sounds like dick shape. It, it definitely, I, I may have misspoken too, I mean, but it definitely sounds like dick shaped, having listened to it back now a few different times. <laughs> oh, shit, that's funny. <laughs> Oh boy. All right. Well, do we have anything else for them this week? Nope. I think that's all I got. Yeah. I mean, that was a uh, very.
interesting uh, state. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up the closing. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, all right, folks, thanks for joining us. And be sure to tune in next week when we set up camp in South Carolina. It's going to be a good one. So until then, happy camping. Thanks, guys. Bye. As always, our hosts would like to thank you for joining. If you enjoyed the program, please be sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Find us on Instagram at ScareYourPantsOffPod, no spaces, or on Twitter, ScareYourPantsOffPodcast. Or send us an email with questions, comments, and fan art to scare your pants off nine at gmail see you next time